0: Okay, so this this afternoon I like to give a guided medit- meta meditation, and just before I start with that, I just wanna one more time, you know, mention the the five indriya or the five faculties, or also the five powers. They are, you know, they are not a meditation instruction per se, such as meta or mindfulness with breathing or you know, using a mantra or mindfulness of the body breathing, the elements or the six senses, or anything you know, within the four foundations of mindfulness. But the five faculty is something, you know, you can use to check on any kind of a meditation you are involved in in the moment and just check if it's in balance or not, you know, your mind. So you know, starting with a clarity of motivation, while you're doing this, while you're sitting down, is there some sense of, you know, confidence that this really works? Do you feel a sense of faith, which then brings forth, you know, the necessary energy? And then if there's energy, there will be mindfulness, so that we can really be with our experience, whatever it is, you know, whatever object of meditation we have chosen. And then, if that meditation works, it starts to kind of, you know, come all together, then that would be samadhi. And if there's too much, samadhi, you know, mind starts to maybe sink, if we we don't have enough energy, so we have to balance it out. And then, you know, when the whole (coughs) mind is coming together, we can then turn it towards, you know, seeing impermanence, for example. And then that would be you know, that is productive of wisdom. And then letting go is the result of that. And then if that really works, you know, if you can see that working in our life, that it changes us, how we are, you know, with others and with ourselves, then that strengthens our conviction, our faith again, in the possibility of liberation. So that the five Indra, they are like a checklist we can use to, you know, to see how the meditation is going and, you know, what kind of meditation at what time, you know, in our life or or, or our day, you know, is, is the appropriate way to, you know, is it better to sit or better to lie down or do I need a rest or is it good, you know, to put in some effort. the five faculties are there to kind of you know, make a wise decision and and make a wise choice. What to emphasize emphasize in the moment, and and then whatever meditation object we have chosen to see if that is the right one. And uh, so today we can do some meditation on meta. And as Ayana Bodhi has mentioned, you know, meta is an antidote also to to fear. So you know, placing the fearful mind into the cradle of matter, we could say, you know, like a little child, like a little baby. When, you know, explanations or so is maybe not that trying to explain why something is as it is, is sometimes not really helpful. But the mind needs to, you know, have that warmth of loving-kindness in order to settle. So, you know, insight is, you know, developing a confidence in impermanence to really starting to have complete conviction in whatever it is, however difficult, however <coughs> wonderful, it is impermanent, to have that very clear conviction that would be a fruit of insight. And then the warmth of the Brahma Viharas, they enable the mind to blossom. And uh, you know, we just start like usual with uh, finding a posture you can sustain for <clears throat> 50 minutes or so. And then you know, bringing to mind, why are you sitting? So recognizing the faith which is already there, otherwise you wouldn't even be here. And then you know, harnessing some energy and and bringing up an image in your mind of somebody or something, you know, which arouses that feeling of metta—a little puppy or a little baby or a little kitten or whatever it is—and just or the otter in the lake, just bringing up a smiling little face and just feeling that what it does to the system, you know, brings a little smile on on your face as well, and the heart is just like ever so lightly or however touched by that image. There's just a natural opening and that's, you know, that's kick-starting, we could say, the matter. And then using that feeling of metta as an object of the meditation. Which means, you know, when you're breathing in, being aware of the how metta feels and then when we are breathing out, just letting it radiate out as much as it wants to. No f- need to force it, make it any size or anything, just being with the matter when you're breathing in and then allowing it to just radiate out when you're breathing out. And if you have lost it again, you know, then bring up the image again of that little being. So we are starting with, you know, consciously doing metta for some time. Need to put in some clear intention, some energy, mindfulness. And whenever the mind wanders off, just bring it back bring it back again and again because in the beginning, you know, it's very, very subtle and maybe a bit, you know, elusive or boring and it feels a little bit hopeless but just, you know, coming back to it. And if it helps you, you know, you can take your hand and put it on your heart chakra or you can visualize, you know, the matter as in a color, like pink or light green. The classic colors for matter. And just slide, slowly, slowly allow it to grow. You know, like a candle flame in the wind. In the beginning, you just have to kind of protect it. We gain some strength and feeling that uh, sensation of meta in the heart area. And then you can also add a thought to it if that helps. You know, may I be happy, and may all beings be happy. And in the uh, in the sutras, there's. Uh, meditation technique which is actually the you know the only description of the Brahma Vihara practice in the in the canon. It's called the conch blower and the this technique is compared with you know, a conch blower or a, somebody you know in the olden times where they had uh, some message to bring to the people in the village so somebody would blow a conch or a trumpet or some kind of loud instrument and it would call everybody to the marketplace and then the announcement would be made and the technique of radiating matter is compared with the conch blower you know, who is blowing the conch in all directions and calling the people to come. And then focusing you know, on the radiation which is going out straight in front of you, and breathing into it, and through attending in it in that way, it just starts to gain some strength. and then allowing it, you know, to spread all, all around to the right and all around and above and below. You know, like sitting in an orb of matter. And if the mind, you know, wanders off and you lose the matter, again you just start again by bringing up an image. May I be happy, may all beings be happy. And then we also can check, you know, in, in, in the light of the Five Indriya, you know, is there some dullness? Is there maybe too much calmness? Maybe we have to bring up some energy. Just seeing, you know, balancing the way how we are approaching the practice. Then so, you know, we can say, at the moment, the first four of the intra are all operating. And we are here and we are tending to the practice, there is some energy going, mindfulness and certain amount of stability of mind. Just allowing the matter to radiate as far as it wants to. May I be happy, may all beings be happy. And then we can bring in maybe the last of the five hundred, just you know, really observing how you know simply by putting causes and conditions in place by you know bringing up an image like this or thinking oh. those words, you know how the system responds. And we can use that, you know, for our benefit, but we can also see that, you know, how it happens if we get triggered. It's the same, somebody presses a button, bing, we get angry. And then we can, you know, bring up an image, like a little baby or puppy, and then bing, matter comes out. It's laws of nature working. And we can, you know, if we know how to work with them, it's a great blessing. That's Panya, that's an insight. And then once we, you know, we see that in action, that brings again more faith. That we can learn you know, how to press the right buttons at the right time. Just been driving a car. And then becoming aware, you know, how the whole uh, system starts to collect and all the fragmentation, you know, starts to. Melt down through the warmth of the matter. And it all comes together. And then there's a certain effortlessness, like a blossoming. With the in-breath we are aware of how it feels, matter. And with the out-breath we are allowing it to just spread out through our body and beyond. And this is a, a practice, you know, which on one level, you know, we familiarize ourselves with how meta feels, and also you know, become more proficient in cultivating it, in bringing it up at will, and then it's also an antidote to fear and uh, ill will. And it's also a preparing the mind for insight because we can also use it as a means you know, to cultivate samadhi. It can also be an entrance into the chanas. And I want to give a guidance you know, on how to make the transition from the meta practice to inside practice. By you know, now being aware of the you know, meta the spaciousness of, of metta. However spacious it is to just drop the metta and, and become aware of the space, the spaciousness. In you know, a spaciousness which doesn't end at the walls of this room, boundless space. And if you find it helpful, then you can listen to the space. and then you're dropping the perception of space and being aware of that which knows space, which is also boundless, boundless knowing. So turning, you know, turning inside from listening to the space, turning inside to that which knows. And don't think about what I'm saying. It's all just very limited words, but you can, can use them as signposts. So dropping the perception <coughs> of space and being aware of that which knows space. Being aware of awareness, being aware of knowing. So, you know, we're leaving the object behind and there's only subject aware of itself. And then dropping the ego, you know, which is behind that knowing, just dropping it, just knowing without any one knowing. Don't need to be anybody in order to know. So the metta practice was, you uh, it was basically the skillful means which was able to you know, still the mind to the degree that it is, we call it a temporary liberation of the mind through metta. Where the mind, you know, really kind of calms down and temporarily empty. like a cloudless sky then we can also be aware of that subtle joy which that experience brings a very refined kind of you know, non-sensual kind of joy, non-worldly joy. Which, you know, the sense experiences can't give us this kind of refined joy. And then, you know, we can uh, direct the mind, which is joyful and stable and and still and collected and turn it towards impermanence. You know, impermanence of the body breathing or sensations in the body Sounds. just simply you know, allowing that truth of impermanence to be really seen very clearly. And by, you know, attending to impermanence in such a one pointed way, it just becomes clear, you know, over time through repetition of that, that, you know, everything has the nature to arise, has the nature to cease, and it is futile to attach to it. That's, you know, a natural process of seeing clearly, we don't need to think about it. We just need to one-pointedly attend to that truth which displays itself 24-7 all the time. But we really need to make a you know, concerted effort to pay attention to that. Not just glossing over it. Oh, you know, everything is impermanent, I know anyway. But to really know it with your whole being is something else. It takes a lot of hours of attending to it to allow it to sink in. that we can you know have that cultivated total confidence in impermanence whatever happens we never fall for it anymore that it is otherwise and that is very very great protection protection through wisdom And it sounds, you know, so kind of what's the what's so great about that? Try it out by yourself. You know, leave it. And for that we need to have conviction that this is really true. Then and we can also go back again to you know, bring up the image of matter and then go back to boundless space, boundless knowing, and then you know, bringing up impermanence again, depending on what is expedient in the moment. So the meta practice you know, brings a lot of ease and at the same time also it familiarises ourselves with how matter feels. So you know when we are in daily life and we are in a difficult situation we it's not so difficult, you know, to bring matter up if we get if we train ourselves in that and at the same time it supports the collecting of the mind for insight. So i leave you to it now. You can either come back, you know, or stay with the spaciousness of knowing. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.